0: sounds coming out okay
1: yeah sounds great
0: hello hello welcome everybody this is neil with portal to ascension we've just gone live on all networks so hello when uh, if you're joining us in just waiting a few seconds here for more people to join us extremely excited to be with you all this is the Portal to Ascension show, the weekly Portal to Ascension show, and however, it has not been weekly for about two months. So the weekly Portal to Ascension show was on hiatus, and now we're back full throttle. And I'm excited to be bringing forward um, Tarek, Tarek Bibi today in order to go into you know his mission, um, who he is, and let me just tell you a little bit about Tarek before I do a couple of announcements here that. We connected, um, I think, just a a month or two ago, and have been going back and forth and kind of seeing how we can join forces, if you will, and work with each other to, to support each other's mission. And I was interviewed on Tarek's podcast not too long ago, just a couple of weeks ago. And in exchange, she's coming on here so I can introduce him to all of you guys. So firstly, let me just make an announcement. Um, a lot of you have heard that we have the upcoming Portal to Ascension conference. It's coming up October 1st to the 4th. I just want to make one more quick plug for that and show you guys the website. Extremely excited for this event. Um, a lot of love and energy and intention has gone into it. You know, I like to think that every event that I do is extremely intentional, but this one has come from a deep, like a kind of a deep, okay, how can I explain this, a, a deep awareness or observation of the division in the world. That's kind of creating an emotional turmoil within myself that I really wanted to do something that can help us come together at this time, put aside our differences and come together to share information and awareness that can empower us so that we can start taking care of ourselves and each other and really realize that we have more in common with each other than we do then with those who claim to, you know, be our overlords or claim to rule us. We have more in common with just our neighbor and, the understanding that we're all vibration and frequency and on this planet, just trying to figure it out together. This event is going to be one where many people are going to come together in order to help shift our frequency to a higher octave. We're going to have a mass meditation every single day. There will be 44 presenters, eight MCs in four days, and I'm just gonna tell you really quick some of these people that will be there and also um, show you what panels are gonna be. We have people like Barbara Lamb, who's gonna be doing talking about her regressions of people's extraterrestrial lives. We have Dan Winter, uh, William Henry, who's gonna be talking about new discoveries and Ascension art in ancient Egypt. The Hirtaks talking about the Keys of Enoch, Foster Gamble, next level artist Kimora Jones, live sound healings, um, Native American flute playing, Updates on UFO Disclosure with Grant Cameron. Um, Crystalline Children and Who They Are with Mary Rodwell and her conversations with Star Children. Michael Tellinger will be giving us an update on ancient civilizations. And Laura Eisenhower, Jonathan Goldman. So much happening there. So go ahead, everybody. If you'd like to join, go to ascensionconference.com. That's ascensionconference.com. And you'll be directed there. Or you can just go to to portaltoascension.org online events and scroll down to the event. This event is free or donation. So there's no reason to not attend. If the reason is that you can't attend because you won't be available, well, you get unlimited replay access. If you're on YouTube, go ahead and sign up. Otherwise, come to the website and join us for the Zoom room. It's going to be an epic event. When we're done for today, I'll play the trailer and we'll close out that way. So hope to see some of you there. All right, everybody. Now we're going to get into our guest for today. And again, I'm really excited to be introducing Tarek. Um, not only because I just feel this deep connection and I said it to to him on his um, platform when we had a conversation a couple of weeks ago, just from the first words that Tarek said, I just felt this deep resonance and I knew that there was going to be something that we're going to be creating in the future. It's just like one of those people that, you know, when you talk to them immediately, you feel like you immediately get along and can have a balanced conversation with. And that's how I felt about Tarek. So I, again... Yes, for sure. And I'm ex- so excited to introduce you to everybody at Portal to Ascension. So let me do a little bio and we'll bring you on, Tariq. So, Tariq Bliss BB is a rising star who has already changed the lives of over 1 million people worldwide. Tariq works with businesswomen and men on the spiritual path to help them thrive doing what they love. Through his revolutionary infinity healing modality, he is able to help his clients achieve and manifest their heart's desires with infinite ease and grace even if they have not been able to achieve the results elsewhere. Tariq, a.k.a. Mr. Miraculous, is a facilitator of inner transformation, helping people on the spiritual path around the world transcend all their emotional and psychological blocks at the core level. In an instant, Tariq is able to help release years of pain and problems to live life miraculously deal why are we talking earlier i need this <laughs> <laughs> that's awesome can't wait to get into that a very sought after speaker on tele summits in the media and festivals Tariq's warm sincere and loving heart centered presence helps and heals all who are inspired by his own journey from abuse to living an inspired life Tariq is a sensitive gifted poet musician and artist so I'm excited to have you here, brother. Thank you so much for being on Portal Dissension.
1: Appreciate you so, brother. So such an honor, such a pleasure. And I'm glad we get to play in this way. And yes. yeah, we have, uh, I feel like we're just scratching the surface of what brought us together.
0: Yeah, yeah. I love watching the way things manifest and relationships that you know are going to evolve. And then you kind of like are like time doesn't exist. We already see the potential from what we're going to be creating together, right? Yes,
1: brother. I feel it.
0: So I'm, I want you to start out with just introduce yourself to us. Tell us your story. And yeah. I'm very curious about like your upbringing, your childhood. Like what made you get to a point of awakening? Were you in a religious family? Were you spiritual growing up? You know, why don't you start with that?
1: Thank you. And I'm just uh, honored and blessed to be here. And any opportunity, Neil, that I have to share, it's always like, how can I leave the audience uh, feeling more whole, more complete, more activated, more integrated. Uh, I don't take time and energy lightly. It's very valuable, especially now when there's a million distractions. So my intention for today's call is that we we leave this uh, call feeling more empowered, more owning up our infinite sovereignty, our infinite freedom, and clearing some of those things that are interfering with that happening. So definitely stick around because we're going to lead this call uh, better than we came into it. So uh, my journey, I feel like in every lifetime I've done several past life regressions and, uh, it, it always seems to be the, the, the race that's getting at the hardest at that time. So, uh, this lifetime, this time around, uh, proud of the, the culture that I grew into. And, uh, I was born in Jordan, my granddad's from Palestine. He left before 1948 when the Brits took over and sent, um, all the jews that were going through hardships from world war ii into what well, was palestine then which is now technically occupied palestine um and uh, moved to lebanon and then there was civil war in lebanon christians were killing muslims and there was war with jews and all, ha- all hell broke loose there and then he moved to jordan so i was born in jordan left there when i was four we we went to this place at that time it wasn't what it is today it was An up and coming place called Dubai where it was like a little risky, but people from all over Asia and actually all over the world were going there to seek a better life. So my dad moved there and started a small business and worked his way up and worked his ass off to provide for us and give us a good quality of life. So my heart goes out to my dad because he left everything that he loved uh, for a better future for us. And then we immigrated to Canada when I was 17. Neil, as a kid, I don't know, I feel like we probably have similarities in many aspects, but just feeling very empathic, very sensitive, feeling, having recollection of where I came from, because I was like, why is it so dense here? I remember I talked to God on a daily basis. I'm like, why is it dense? Why is it so dense here? And why, why, why did you surround me with all these like demon humans? Like these aren't like humans, they're, they're, they're possessed and they're angry and they're frustrated and they're lashing out on me and they're taking out all their anger on me. And, I would see spirits at night and dark figures. And um, I just felt very confused. And I shut down and I stayed very quiet. People say I'm making up for being quiet all those years by talking so much now. (laughs) But um, yeah, I just had a just a beautiful heart, but also like received almost daily trauma of being told I'm stupid, being told I'm not good enough, being told I'm worthless, like you know, what's happening now with COVID, they're they're not letting us go to restaurants if we're not vaccinated. I'm like, I've been feeling like a second class citizen my whole life. (laughs) You know, teachers make me stand in front of the class facing the wall and just all sorts of nonsense. So nothing, um, very confused uh, with the human condition, but really went deep into it. I have two what you would call normal parents. And um, but I really felt like my dad hated my guts every day felt like he would just be frustrated with me. And no matter what I did, it would trigger him. And I, I realized now as a healer, we hold so much light that any anything that is not of a light frequency is going to come out. So if you're holding on to resentment, if you're holding on to guilt, shame, blame, all of that's going to come out in our presence. And uh, I just didn't know that as a kid, I, I made the assumption that my dad hated me, went into victim for most of my life, being angry and resentful and drugs and alcohol and Um, guns and cops and all sorts of crazy stuff um, to the point that I almost got a heart attack uh, one night when all my friends were passed out drinking. I was 25 at the time we were in Toronto and Canada. And and they're all passed out. and I'm still drinking. I'm still smoking and the sun's coming up and I I feel like my heart's going to stop. And in that second, I was like, oh, what a waste of a life. Like, I feel like I was just getting started. I didn't know what my purpose was but if i had died in that moment i would have felt like i wasted my life prayed for a second chance and uh from and then you know became healthier started reading every book i can about the power of the subconscious mind all the stuff that was called conspiracy theory back then which is like facts right now um and just became the biggest nerd. I used to get the lowest grades in school, dropped out of college after taking philosophy class, which really expanded my mind into what's the purpose of me being here and teaching you how to think instead of what to think. And left that whole, you know, left the home, left uh, school, left the system to discover who I was and what I'm here to do, discovered healing, discovered hypnotherapy, uh, would lead people into past life regressions and clearing entities and discovering their purpose and uh, a lot of my clients have struggles with money blocks a lot of them are empaths they're more spiritually inclined and they're not so great when it comes to these 3d businessy tech tech stuff business stuff social media stuff and money stuff so i feel like the universe is using me as a bridge uh to help healers and empaths and light workers uh figure out their passions purpose and with this financial thing because I grew up hating rich people, or hating money because I saw such a big divide in Dubai. There was like super ultra wealthy people and super poor people, and I hated that. I remember I would I would always side with the underdog. Um but but I realized there's a lot of brainwashing, and we were victims of brainwashing because every movie, every TV show depicts the rich, wealthy people, like the Burns characters and the Simpsons or Simpsons or they're always evil and conniving all, all the wealthy people and all the poor people are happy. And there's so many songs that talk about that, like more money, more problems and money can't buy me love or whatever. And it's like, wow, there's this big conspiracy. These people don't want us to be rich. So that alone made me um, even more adamant about breaking free from these programs and helping so many people along the way. A lot of my clients hit six figures in record time from their gifts. So to me, it's not just the money. It's you get to work from home, you get to travel, you get to feel fulfilled doing what you're here to do, your greatest soul offering. Um, And you don't have to struggle. You don't have to suffer. And you don't have to do things that you don't love. Imagine every human being on this planet is only doing what they love and they're thriving on all levels from it. So, um, blessed to have found a passion, um, through my music. I'm also a rap artist. I have five albums and uh, maybe said five day, albums, five rap albums as Indigo Yay. prophet. Yeah, brother. <laughs> so yeah, I'd love to gift your community. Um, I mean, it's all under Indigo Profit on all streaming platforms, but maybe okay. there's an official way we can send them a gift. Uh, but yeah. yeah, here I am Dude,
0: today. Thank you, man. Um, and you're right. Like, I actually, I had no idea that we had that many parallels, actually. Um, so many, like, I in my bio, I call myself a philosopher because it's really these universal questions of mm-hmm. what if, what is this, you know? Like, that really led me to doing what I am now. And that whole, like, curiosity you know, kind of like led the way on the exploration of so many different topics. And mm-hmm. the fact that you do what you're doing, I used to say the exact same thing that, that I am here so that the speakers and the presenters can be creative and do their creativity. And I handle all the business things for them. Mm-hmm. Right. So that's exactly what we need is, um, people to reach out and get the people around you that can support you in what you are doing. And we all are, you know, have gifts in certain things and you have gifts in these modalities that you share, but then also you're able to provide this, like this structure for individuals so that they can take their awareness to the next level.
1: Right. Yeah, brother. That's beautiful. Very symbiotic uh, relating.
0: -hmm. So you talked, you talked about self-worth and that was another parallel there because, um, I was raised really like feeling like I'm never good enough. Right. And what I've come to understand is that we have the opportunity to become the masters of our deepest limitation, mm-hmm. you know? So like, well, for example, why do you see, um, drug counsel, ex drug ad- addicts and alcoholics as the counselors for drug addicts, <laughs> <Is> <laughs> cause, cause like, there? yeah, they've been there. Right. So what I want to get into now, some tools. Can you provide us some insight on what you used and maybe even some context of your journey and how you got to a place where you started shedding these past beliefs that you adopted and became, you know, someone that knew that he was worthy?
1: Yeah, thanks, brother. Um, 100% it all started with forgiveness for me. It, It reached a point where I was going on a downward spiral and I was holding on to a lot of resentment towards my dad. And I had I felt like my guidance or my guides and angels, whatever it is, source, God, universe, whatever it is, was um, nudging me towards confronting my father, which was the scariest thing I ever had to do. This guy was like a big, big dude He's like, you know, you don't you don't chat with him about deep stuff. It's very like cold and straight to the point. This is how it was. Now we're best friends and we laugh a lot and I totally get him. And he's my biggest teacher. Um, But then it was like a scary thing to do. And I felt uh, inspired to do it. So he was in Dubai at the time I was in Toronto and I sent him an email and it was just from my heart. And it was like, after doing seven days of like MDMA every single day at home therapeutically and just journaling all these things and, you know, having these healing baths and sweating it out. And it was, again, that was also, I don't recommend it, but also my guides were saying, get off the drugs, but I had seven MDMA pills left. So instead of partying at a club, I used them more therapeutically, um, which really like opened up my heart. And t- now they're finding scientific studies that allow uh, people who have PTSD and where we've stored these traumas so deep that we don't allow ourselves to be vulnerable enough to access them through MDMA and other things like um, uh, magic mushrooms and think it, things that allows us to go deep into those traumas and actually process them. So my guides were onto it. They knew what they were talking about and this is science that's coming up now. So trust your intuition, but confronting my dad saying, I'm not sure why you hated me, but I'm truly ready to forgive you right now and let this go. And and getting an email back from him saying that he did the best that he could and that he was doing better than what his parents gave him um, really showed me the context. If I was coming from a place where, whether it's a star uh, system or a planet or a dimension where there's such a high frequency of love and that's the norm. And then I come here So my big misunderstanding is thinking because my dad was doing his best, let's say my dad's parents gave him like this level of love. And he's like, let me just do better than that. But if I'm coming from an expectation that this highest, like this is what love is. And this is, hate, that was the misunderstanding. He was doing two, three times better than his parents. So he thought he was, he did his best, but I had an expectation that I had a higher expectation of him. Um, And then I realized Oh, my God, this whole time I was angry at him and resentful towards him. He was doing his best. And during an ayahuasca ceremony, so so I forgave. Uh, I told him, I forgive you. And he he kind of said he loved me in the best way he knows how he sees a lot of himself in me. And it just really helped me heal my father wounds and the masculine side of me Um and then during the ayahuasca ceremony, several years later, the spirit of the plant told me I need to forgive myself. And I was like, for what? And she was like, for what you did to that? I was like, wait, well, he's the one who did stuff to me. He was the one being hard on me. And she was like, yeah, but he did his best. Did you do your best? And I was like, no, I did my worst. So I realized, you know, when you have a victim mindset, you know, you really need to see it from that perspective that you're good, they're bad. And I realized it was the opposite. He was doing his best and I was doing my worst and I had to forgive myself. And I actually uh, did a landmark course where they tell you to confront these things. And I called my dad and I said, I'm really sorry because I was my worst with you uh, and I could have been better. So please forgive me for doing my worst. And that really was like a full circle. Forgiveness is key. (laughs)
0: I mean, I'm just getting emotional hearing about it because like, I'm just looking at it in my in context of my own life and I've never had that conversation with my dad. And I just yeah. feel like it would be, I don't know. I have this energy of that. it that I can't do that, but I want to, you know what I mean? Yeah. It's yeah. really difficult to confront that. And, you know, be parent, be your own parent and be your own man and like step out of that authoritative kind of hierarchy and just come together as equals and to own it like I never even thought about owning my how I was because I just say like I was the kid I didn't know better you know yeah yeah Yeah, that's intense
1: it's big and it's intense and you know if your guides if your guidance is telling you to go for it it's the most scariest thing but it's also the most rewarding thing you know, yeah. you don't want, you don't want to have, I mean, people say it when they lose loved ones that their biggest regret is not being able to have those conversations. Mm-hmm. So it's really important. Step one is like create a list of who do I need to have these conversations with? And uh, people say all sorts of things about landmark, that it's culty and whatnot. I just took yeah. what I, it's uh, I just took what I want from what worked for me. And what I loved about it is in three days, they held space for us to do these um, conversations and people were wow. confronting like, family sex abusers and all sorts of major things. And they were, and the way they taught us to do it is just start by saying, is it okay if I can share something that I haven't been open and honest with you about? Mm. And because you're coming from a place of, I, do I have permission to be transparent with you? And then, and and not saying like you did this, but saying, I'm sorry that, you know, if you start, if you initiate and share your perspective of it, it's so amazing how they then also open up and say, "Hey, sorry, I also wasn't the best," or whatever the case may be.
0: Yeah, yeah, not coming from a place of reaction and triggering the other person's reaction. So being really mindful of the way you communicate.
1: Yeah. Right. Hundred percent. And mm-hmm. and uh, there's the, so victim consciousness is huge. I mean, I would also recommend uh, tuning into what part of us is still stuck in victim because um with the victim consciousness you're blaming you're giving your power away you're holding on to resentments and you're not able to step into your fullness as long as you're stuck in victimness so i spent my first 20 first 20 something years in that state and then through forgiveness i was able to step into let me take responsibility for what i co-created let me take responsibility for my life let me step up and be a man um (sighs) And with that, you shift into the creator consciousness. Instead of saying, why is this happening to me? Like when my ex-wife walked out on me one day, uh, because she was so fed up with me and I kept getting to arguments with her because I was still stuck in my traumas back then. It was like 10 years ago. She was like, I can't do this anymore. I'm walking out. And then I asked the question, why is this happening to me, which is the victim. But then I asked the next day, how is this happening for me? How can I, what can I learn from this? And there was like an abundance of lessons I could learn from that one experience and it was like a lifetime of lessons i'm like if i learn these lessons this is like yeah. the biggest gift i could get so it's right, all right. about perspective and questions
0: was there any guilt and shame you know as you were being raised or that you feel that maybe you you adopted and somehow transcended what what to what you would you say guilt and shame is are those the same thing are they separate yeah. and how did you work through it if you actually experienced that
1: yeah bro um Great question. And I just did a a healing session with this amazing healer in New Zealand. I work with many healers and she a muscle test. So she's like, something happened when you were four. I'm getting like your biggest trauma right now. Something that happened when you were four. And I was like, yeah, I moved from Jordan to Dubai. So maybe it was just the trauma of uprooting somewhere new. She's like, no, someone um, like it was sexual and someone traumatized you at age four. I was like, it's definitely not my dad. Definitely not my mom. Definitely not my older brother. So camp, that's, that's it. Uh, and then she was like is it human is it non-human and she got oh it's non-human I was like oh shit those sneaky fuckers found their way <laughs> and so as she said it was um, some kind of reptilian being and, it, and and she was trying to be very clear in the sense that it wasn't your typical sexual abuse it was something to do with like activating my kundalini energy and feeding off of me uh, and then I further did more um, Akashic Records uh, healings uh, just literally a few weeks ago. And I was told that my first incarnation onto planet Earth, I'm headed to planet Earth from um, a planet where it's just pure love. Everything's just love. There's no there's no there's no polarity like we have here. And I was uh, and these like shape shifting beings uh, approached me before I went there. And, and with the, these like love based planets where like little kids are so naive. <laughs> we just don't know anything other than love. Right. So it creates this naivety. Um, and they're like, okay, you want to go to earth. You just need to give us all your love, loving energy. We'll hold it on to you. And when you go into earth, we'll give it back to you. And uh, these beings uh, need our love. They need our energy in order to survive. And they only know how to do it through trickery and, and uh, manipulation. So I have history with these beings and, Part of my story today that I want to shine light on is just being, is taking back our authority, taking back our power, because I did give them my love and energy. And even like for who knows how many lifetimes, that non-verbal agreement that I created in that moment was continuously feeding them all these lifetimes. And so if you guys want a very simple way of understanding or overstanding how this works is watch the movie Monsters, Inc. Have you seen it, Neil? Right, it's a whole world they create. I reference that on. all the
0: time. You yeah. say it all the time. Okay, yeah, good,
1: refer- good, good. So, because it's done in such a fun, you know, simple way, but the fact that it's a whole world that we're living in right now—the Matrix, um, this 3D construct—is all being fed by our energies. So, yeah. how can we make sure that we're claiming our power, owning our sovereignty, and uh, and making sure our energy is being used to create the world that we desire—that is love-inspired. And not co- unconsciously create and feed mm-hmm. uh, this our energies to the to these entities that use it to create more dominance in a fear based reality.
0: Yes, and in Monsters Inc, it was um, you know fear, right? It was filling up yeah. the tanks, and then laughter and joy ended up being much stronger than the vibration of fear. I mean, it's just like all over the
1: place symbolism in that, you know. Uh, Neil, just to be clear, uh, they couldn't feed off of the laughter like it neutralized it or they were still able to no see the i think it was
0: monsters inc too that they ended up they ended up figuring out that the laughter it might have been even one but the laughter was basically you know like when you go to a fair and you bang that thing and the thing goes and hits the top thing it was like the energy was coming out it was like tenfold the joy they
1: were still able to um Yeah, they realized
0: they didn't have to scare kids anymore because they found out that when they laugh, it's much stronger than when making them fearful.
1: Okay. Yeah, yeah. Okay, I got to watch part two now.
0: Yeah, so that's um, amazing, brother. So now we're getting into the conversation of energy manipulation and entities. Can you explain to me, you know, what are entities? Are there different types? Um, And how do you go about like realizing if you have them, And what did you do in your own life in order to basically release whatever you think that might've been attached to you?
1: Yeah, Neil, I just, uh, I also just wanted to add to the last question, definitely uh, self-worth and shame and all of that is an ongoing, is ongoing work. Mm -hmm. So it's literally every single week, every single day, uh, going for walks and tuning into my energy field. Where am I feeling blocked? Sending love and light to those parts of myself, clearing what's coming up. It's daily ritual every morning you know, affirmations. I'm feeling worthy. I'm feeling deserving. I'm feeling good enough. I'm supported by the universe. All my needs are met. I'm open to receiving. I'm good enough to receive like constantly affirming. It's been years and years of doing that in the morning. I even created my own hypnosis audio. So uh, uh, just a simple, you could just record your affirmations, play them at night while you're sleeping, but go into your subconscious. They'll create Mm -hmm. those programs for you. You can go see a hypnotherapist or an EFT tapping process or the infinity healing modality that i created that's super potent and powerful and just clear all those programs so start writing all the things that you know the guilt the shame um and just finding where it's stored in our field and clearing it once and for all and it doesn't have to be like such a long process you can just dedicate a weekend a week two weeks if it's something specific that you're wanting to experience that's not happening there has to be something blocking it so doing that daily work and it still pops mm-hmm. up but you know I always tell myself, love myself enough to do something. So I love myself enough to say no to something that's bad for me, or that's going to suck my energy or relationship that's straining. I love myself enough to wake up in the morning and go for a walk in nature. I love myself enough to uh, drink, eat healthy foods. Right. Mm-hmm. So I, if I, if I, what would love to, if I love myself, what would I do and constantly, you know, we have to self sabotage kick in and we get back to normal. So it's an ongoing dance, but yeah, about, um, about entities can you remind me the question
0: now? yeah uh, firstly i want to just comment what you said yeah Yeah, i used to think because i had a lot of depression anxiety a huge lack of self-worth sexual traumas from when i was a child and um i used to like really try to do everything i can to get rid of it so i can be over it you know and i did that for years and years attempting to hundreds of modalities Mm. spiritual physical role thing all types of things um and then I finally got to a point where I realized that I had, you know, these experiences that created certain patterns within me that I really need to come up with a routine and a regimen that keeps me at that zero point rather than thinking that it's just one day gonna be gone. You know? Mm. So having that daily repatterning is really, you know, now I'm I'm realizing that my body and my consciousness needs maintenance. Mm -hmm. you know? And instead of being like, okay, when will I be liberated from all of this? I have invested myself in creating that maintenance that I need so that I can feel fully empowered, you know? So Mm -hmm. that's kind of what you're touching on here.
1: Totally. Neil, I'm glad you brought that up because some people get stuck in the cycle. It's like a hamster wheel of I'm broken. I need to be fixed. And they'll spend their whole lives trying to fix themselves because it's the perception, like you said, it's a consciousness shift where it's like, I am whole and complete, even though it doesn't, feel like that but if you move forward from a place of i am whole and complete mm-hmm. then we break out of that never-ending cycle of needing to be healed and feeling broken
0: right yeah. and a lot of people in the spiritual you know movement consciousness um explorers i guess i feel have more of that contrast because they know what they can be mm-hmm. that they are aspiring to be that you know, by mm-hmm. doing all of these things, whereas rather than just accepting where we're at a lot of times, and I've seen that because I've, you know, worked with and known thousands of people in this. And I've noticed that a lot of spiritual people have that kind of depression when they are working towards healing something and there's not quite there yet. So it's really focusing on um, basically being present and enjoying the journey rather than thinking that you won't be good enough until you get to the destination.
1: Yeah. Yeah, it's like moment to moment. And it's like accepting the fact that we have a shadow that we have anger that we have all these other things. And then it's not about clearing them, but maybe making peace with them or integrating them or Mm. when they come up, how are we going to react? Can we be gentle with ourselves? Can we give it safe space to express? Can we forgive ourselves for not being perfect beings? Yeah,
0: seriously. Yeah, react, the way we react. Has a lot to do with just like a lot of issues on the planet right now if we can get Mm -hmm. to that place of tranquility within ourselves we would come from a place of you know stepping back and really observing the energy rather than reacting to triggers all the time totally so important all right so let's get into this next question again so i was asking you about what entities are like let's start from explaining that are they different types of entities are you talking about etheric entities astral entities and how do you go about releasing these if they're not empowering you?
1: Yeah. So I grew up, uh, my father, I'm pretty sure is an atheist, but he raised us to be good Muslim boys. So we'd go to mosque and fast during Ramadan and, um, you know, give money to charity and uh, to the poor and things like that. And just uh, have a good connection with God, pray five times a day. I, I don't follow that now, but I, I can see, I can take the good from that. And my mom was born Catholic and, So we had a a mishmash of uh, cultures Um, and in Islamic culture and uh, in the Arabic world, talking about jinn is very open, kind of like, I don't know, in Bali, they talk about like spirits in Mexico, they honor the dead. So there's some cultures where it's very normal. So the character of the genie, which a lot of people uh, jokingly say, I'm kind of like a genie because I help them manifest things easy, um, easily. is based on uh, a djinn, it's a spirit, it's a shapeshifter. If you watch it from that perspective, the djinn character is a shapeshifter um, and can reward you with gifts. So we were taught growing up that there are these spirits. And if you talk about them, you attract them and uh, you can make deals with them. And there's always some kind of sacrifice that you have to give. And um, so I, my personal experience of it is I've seen it kind of manipulate those around me growing up and bring out their anger and if they can't get to you directly if you're a strong light they'll get to those around you who are weaker uh, if they have a if they pierce through their auric field or if they have a lot of traumas they'll they'll go through them and then they'll they'll lash out to you so I've literally felt the the hatred they have towards the light like it's not even me it's just what we represent as light warriors like I just felt like I almost on a daily basis I would crack to the I would cry to the point that I feel, I felt like my 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 being cracked like the breaking point every single day um, and I don't think that's coming from the humans around me I feel like it's coming from the possession of these beings um, these beings possessing those around me and it's happened in my relationships. And um, anyways, uh, I feel like there's all sorts of uh, degrees. I feel like they're really, really big ones. Uh, I've had a few people and clients tell me like the big kahunas were directly trying to uh, negatively affect them. I feel like for most of us, the big ones might not be, you know, they're doing other things. And there's all these like almost like teenager, uh, spirits that just latch on and need a place to, uh, need some food, need to feel at home. And, uh, yeah, I also, that's an ongoing thing. Like, is this, where where is this energy? Like, just like we shower, you know, every day, um, can we cleanse every day? Is there anything in my field that doesn't belong to me? Can I, um, where is it best to go? Is it best to go down? Is it best to go up into the light? Um, and, uh, I've actually experienced in, um, where was I, I was in, uh, right outside of Mount Shasta where there's like unbelievable paranormal activities. Have you been there Neil?
0: Yeah. A few times.
1: Yeah. So I'm sleeping right outside of it. The night before we went to sleep, there's a guy shooting with his camera and he saw like, he showed us a million, uh, like just tons of things that are just floating in the sky. Uh, We go to sleep that night. Oh, yeah. And before we go to sleep, someone's trying to show us pictures of these giant footsteps, like giant footsteps. There's a guy flying out right on top of the mountain with a, uh, I don't know if it's a gas, um, like glider, like a a gliding, a gliding thing where you know how you just glide off of a cliff, but this one is able to control it. And Uh, his partners at the bottom shooting a video of him and telling us that uh, there's a portal right above the mountain. And they've got video footage of, of him flying, like flying on top of the mountain, disappearing for like 10 minutes, basically going into another dimension and coming back. And then I was like, holy shit, this is amazing. And then I go to sleep at night and I wake up and I feel the strongest presence of something that's like terrified. And I always thought, you know, when we have nightmares and when we have these experiences at night, I always thought it was me who's afraid. And this is the first time without even thinking, me you know, my whole being was filled with so much light. It just felt like almost like tingles and shivers all over my body. I wasn't trying to do this, but something snapped me out of my sleep at a time when some heavy, big, dense creature, being, entity was maybe trying to do something to me or interfere with my sleep state or feed off me or whatever. And immediately I was just filled with all this love and light. I thought I was terrified because I was almost like sweating or feeling cold shivers. And I realized I'm such an empath. I'm feeling what it feels like. And that day it shifted from screw these entities to, wow, I had so much empathy, empathy for them because I'm like, they are so terrified. They're so scared and so terrified and it just helped me feel a little more empathy. And I feel like humans are messing with the, with, with the portals. Like we're, we're CERNs doing all sorts of stuff. Like we're bringing in entities from other realms into our realm and they don't even belong here. They're, they're out of their comfort zone. They're out of, they're not home. Um, So maybe we can take it upon ourselves to, bring them back to where it was best for them to go mm-hmm. because we're the ones fucking around with portals and, and creating these uh cuts in, in, and tears in in the in the um realms. So yeah, yeah. and yeah that's makes those are my experiences.
0: Yeah that makes sense because um we're we're acting very unintentionally with a technology that is extremely intentional (laughs) that Mm -hmm. can create like all types of experiences. Like, as you said, CERN, ripping holes in space, time, energy flowing from one reality Mm -hmm. to another, um, creating music with disharmonic, with unharmonic, disharmonic. I think that's the term, right? Disharmonic frequencies rather than being intentional with it. So cultivating a personifying energy that can become these entities. Mm -hmm. Right. So, Mm -hmm. so that makes, that makes sense. And what you said about that, you know, well, what I got from what you shared is that all we ever all want is to love and to be loved. And even when we see the darkness and the hatred, it usually unless you have some sort of men- mental condition, not allowing you to have like rational, logical thoughts, you know, and that's why you're experiencing and acting a certain way. Otherwise, normally it's because of a lack of love or consideration of self-worth that happened Mm -hmm. during your upbringing or even past lives, which makes me very hopeful for humanity because that means that everybody just wants to love and even the Mm -hmm. darkness comes from that lack of it, you know? Mm -hmm. So that goes with the whole entity thing is that seeing if you fight fire with fire, you're just going to create more fire. Mm -hmm. you got to put the fire out with the water and the water is that love rather than more hatred.
1: Yeah, mm-hmm. 100%, brother. I love that you said that, because otherwise, there's no defeating the darkness. If we're fighting it, you're right, it does take, it's kind of like uh, Neo in the Matrix, I think it was the third part where he lets the, the agents kind of enter his field. Yeah. And then he just embodies, like he doesn't yes. fight it, he doesn't resist it, he like alchemizes it right. Mm -hmm. With his loving space. But last thing I forgot to mention is, um, that, that reptilian that kind of activated my Kundalini and I was just highly sexual at a very younger age. Uh, and I was unconsciously feeding it. Uh, and I rap about it even in some of my rap songs. Um, what I was told was it was an experiment on how to affect, like, I almost, I almost do these uh, stats, like how many light workers, how many healers uh, out there have experienced trauma, uh, and it feels like some kind of tactic. Like, why are all the light workers lightworkers uh, going through such extreme traumas? Obviously, on some level, we can say that's all there to prep us for being the, the warriors that we're here to be yeah. or fast track our evolution or minus who we are. Uh, but also, is there also a darker agenda where these beings are like, okay, here are all the light workers, let's kind of go after them. Um, and, and every time I ask that, it seems to be true. And um, this particular experiment they were doing with me was to see how can we get someone from a higher frequency to feel guilt, to feel shame. And it was through that, whatever happened to me at uh, when I was four years old, to end up feeling shame. And then I would literally unconsciously have the shame energy around me because on some level, I knew some weird experience happened to me and some transference happened. And I would just bring out the worst of people. I'd hang out with my dad and he would just lash out. I'd go to school and people just bully me. And I would, um, it, st- it felt like as if there was this dark cloud around me. And there's a lot of kids now who are just so empathic, so sensitive. For all we know, they're all going through it. And we just need to nip it in the bud as soon as it happens. So yes. I remember giving crystals to kids with intentions to protect them while they're sleeping. And But we really need to figure out how can we have all these beautiful, light, children that are being born our inner children as well they're still there you know Mm -hmm. just because we're older doesn't mean they're still not um that delicate and sensitive and need support so how can we create solutions for them at an early age instead of saying you know that's just your imagination shut up go back to sleep yep yeah. yeah,
0: and all of these things that we can shift—it's just simple things. You just said something very simply that we can adopt if we know the science behind it, and the science is out that these kind of things that we say to our children will actually help them have a better life, less trauma as they grow older. So that goes to the whole thing of that we already have the tools and the knowledge to create this reality,
1: mm-hmm. but
0: we're just kind of catching up to
1: it. I guess we're not quite there collectively yet. Right? Yeah, one hundred percent. And it's it's serious, bro. We need to talk more about it. The Vatican said it. It yeah. Trained more um, exorc- exorcists um, in the last few years more than ever before. So, interesting. Know, it's a serious thing. So, I, I think on a daily basis, can we check in and go, you know, be discerning with the energies that we're letting in through music? Music has been completely taken over, media, yeah. uh, frequencies from cell phone, cell towers, uh, um, internet, uh, spending more time in nature, but also mm-hmm. being discerning with. Okay, you know, is this misinformation I'm listening to right now? Uh, is this person's intention good? Like, I want the best vibrations around me. I want solid brothers and sisters who are heart centered and, and are gonna not let some little trickster energy divide and conquer us. I want someone, who yeah. can, you know, transcend that.
0: Exactly. So now we're touching on, you know, the main topic really of this whole podcast, which is being empath and the energy that, um, you know, we feel as empaths. And I'm going to, I want you to go into this in a minute, but I'm just going to read a comment here from YouTube that um, Captain Holes Sapphire said, said, I almost hit a squirrel in my car the other day and realized I felt it's fear empathetically.
1: Yeah.
0: And when it happened, it was the wildest thing. The squirrel was unharmed, other than being scared as fuck. So, so that, so like, yeah, there's a lot it. of empaths, right? In, within, yeah. especially within this consciousness disclosure and spiritual community. Um, and sometimes for me personally, it can be disabling, you know? And like, if you don't know how to channel this energy correctly, so what are your tools? What is, what would you define the empath as, firstly? And then what are the tools that we can utilize in order to really be centered?
1: 100%, and I just shot a YouTube video um, on my channel, Tariq BB, uh, and it's all about boundaries. So it's like 20 steps to having strong, healthy boundaries. But as uh, to me, an empath is simply someone who's more sensitive. So these are the philosophers, the poets, the musicians, the artists, the healers, psychologists, nurses, like anyone who's here to, to hold space for others. Um, who are good listeners, who are more sensitive, who pick up on other people's thoughts. We have great bullshit detectors of someone's lying. We just innately know it. So I feel like we all had that at some point. Maybe people shut it down. Maybe some people come from a higher soul evolution where they just have these... um, abilities activated more than everyone else but as kids what, what baby was stone cold and didn't cry right like mm-hmm. like even the ones that go through satanic rituals and are high up there like they started off as little babies george bush was once a little baby like <laughs> you know what i mean like they were little babies and they would cry so we all had sensitivity at some point and then e- either we learn to shut it down based on some traumas or we become even more sensitive after that so to me an empath is someone who has high emotional intelligence, has a great ability to listen to people, to create a sacred safe space for them to open up about their problems, to let go of their traumas. Um, and the, the, cur- the, the gift it's a gift and the curse, it's a gift and a curse. It's a gift when you are in my field, I found a way to make it a gift. So through, the, through poetry, brother, um, it's a gift because we have our finger on the pulse of the collective. We know what the whole planet is feeling and we can channel that through art and alchemize it and put it into poetry. So when your audience hears it, they go, wow, Neil, that's what I'm feeling. Thank you for putting words to my feelings and they have some kind of release through it. So that's how you can alchemize it and use it. It's a curse if you're stuck in the middle, like for me as a kid in school, I thought i was afraid of school but I, I knew as a kid i didn't even want to go to school so i'm like why am i freaking out during exam time and i realized i was picking up on all the stress that all these kids picked up from their parents trying to make them a plus students and i'm like i don't even care about this why am i freaking out so it's a curse when you're surrounded by people who are stuck and heavy and dense and in a fear of programming and it kind of like if you're not aware of it it permeates you um and you, you so the worst thing for an empath or the best thing for the empath to do is go is this mine or is this theirs? And you do this every day, even with a collective. Like I, suddenly I'm feeling I need to rush and, and buy stuff and you know I don't feel secure. And Is that my stuff or is it the collective stuff or is it both? Um, you hug someone, you shake someone's hands, you interact with someone and you walk off feeling really heavy and dense and so sweaty. Is that your, did you pick up their stuff or is it your stuff? So being very clear and almost having this energy of, this is me here and this is them there and create the healthy boundary. Uh, you can do it through visualization. Yeah. You can do it through intention. Uh, people do Qigong, you know, Qigong is a great practice for that. Um, but yeah, just, uh, visualizing a waterfall that just cleanses your energy field, smudging, saging crystals. Some crystals are really good for, for, um, for things like that. So boundaries, do as much as you can, what's mine, what's theirs, releasing what's not yours, and uh, only keeping, you know, what is yours.
0: So you're what you're getting at is there's multiple tools and ways in order to, to channel that energy. And a lot of people do art and may not even realize that th- that is the way that they're expressing their, you know, em- empath nature, because I understand now, yeah, like, sometimes I feel really like I'm taking on a lot of energy in the world or i feel for a certain thing something's mm-hmm. happened in the world and i create poetry or and, and music and all of a sudden it feels like it's almost like
1: a meditation for me where it's being released you know 100%. as something creativity 100 mm-hmm. uh there's a rapper called common that people say i kind of look yeah. like you know <clears> common <throat> he did one album as an empath artist to alchemize what was going on so he did the one uh which was like the deeper traumas in mental health during lockdown during covid uh, early, early, uh, the early phase of COVID. And then his second one, as an artist who's tapped into the collectives, the second one is more about spiritual practices, having hope, having faith, strengthen, uh, strengthen our unity, our connection to source. So again, they both, sometimes as artists, we go, oh, that's too dark, it's too yeah. heavy, but that serves a purpose because not everyone's comfortable going into that deep darkness. So if we can go there, like I just did a song about mental health. It's the darkest song I've ever shared. But from that comes uh, healing and releasing. And and that's where all the lights kind of trapped. Um, and, and then there's also stuff that just uplifts you. But I don't, I don't like falling for that new age stuff that says, you know, hey, you're bursting my bliss bubble and don't say anything negative to me. A lot of artists say that they're like, I'm really sorry, guys, this is a dark song. But it's really a very it's such a strong and empowering song that it scares the artists themselves.
0: So that's a perfect segue for us to get into some of your poetry. So
1: yeah.
0: Let us do this, everybody.
1: Uh, what What is the, the name that you go by uh, yes. as your rap artist? So rap name is Indigo, like Indigo Child, and Prophet, like Buddha P R O P H E T. Mm-hmm. And uh, there's five albums on all streaming platforms on Spotify. We just want to hit two. We just want to get two fifty more subscribers on my Spotify account, and we're gonna do a beautiful video for the Light Warrior Anthem which I'm going to give to you guys through me. I'll just send them the MP3. And if there's a way um, that we can add it somewhere, we'll look into that, but it's, and each song has a lot of infinity healings. I created the modality called infinity healing. That's been voted one of the most powerful healing modalities as a star child. I'm not here to just take the courses that are ready here. I'm here to birth something new and powerful and that serves humanity in this time that we're in now. And I'm very impatient. So it's fast. (laughs) Um, so it's got healings to activate our inner warrior to actually have stronger boundaries as well. And, um, and, and so much more. And so every song you hear, not only is it positive messages, but it's also healing. Um, yeah. And prophet. go profit. And I have, to, I could do two things. One is a rap verse that I wrote or a poem that I literally just shared a few days ago based on
0: why don't you do both of them? Okay, cool. Yeah. Okay. Thank Take you. it away.
1: All right. Good slave. You listen to the orders of Big Brother. We will reward you with privileges that we will revoke from those who challenge and question authority. Look at us, all proud of being good little boys and girls. Did I do good, Daddy? We are still sucking on the teats of those who govern us with a growing minority who decided and chose to take action for their freedoms, empowerment, and sovereignty. Home births, non-vaxxed kids, unschooled, grow our own food, off-grid, it's a mindset shift. I saw a post the other day that was so simple and powerful. Vaccinated people, I love you. Non-vaccinated people, I love you. They want us divided, so we must unite. I'm so sorry that I let fear get in the way of me connecting with you because you're vaccinated. I'm so sorry to hear that families no longer want to see their children if they're not vaccinated. Divide and conquer, will it ever not work? Conversations with those who are awakened gives me hope for a better future. Tune into the right stations. There's a lot of inspirations. If you're not trying to numb yourself with distractions, there's a whole new attraction that leads to true lasting connection and fulfillment. Breaking free from the matrix is a goal. Living in an intentional community is a goal. Priorities need to change. It's a new world. We must adapt to survive. There were always those who went with the program in every age. And there are those who were the ones that got blamed and became society's scapegoats. And there were times in our history when we saw through the illusions of division and we chose unity and we chose equality. And those who had more power would use it to help the oppressed. This program has reincarnated itself many times and we still give into it. God, give me the strength. We came from faraway places to be here during the earth's changes. And we have been bullied, put down and made fun of right from the come up. But we still, but we're still standing here while the world gives into fear. We know this too shall pass. We know that this won't last. We know there's a great change coming. We know that this has the blue bloods running, scared, got to control, got to prepare. Sheep are remembering who they are, lions, awakening from their lairs. Don't be scared, just prepare for the worst and hope for the best. So that's the poem that I just channeled a few days ago, shared it on social media. And this one's a rap verse uh, called Phoenix from the Fire. I believe in just one thing, infinite abundance for all beings so we can live like kings and queens doing what makes our hearts sing. I believe in the new currency of trust and of equality for my brothers and sisters, cause we all came here to be. We all came from the source. We've come a long way from home. We've got a long way to go. Share with everyone that you know, everything they told us is wrong. Ever since the time we were born, we gotta break free from this prison planet we're on. So don't hate on us when we're sharing our love. We just wanna liberate you so you could rise up above we're made of the same stuff we're made of the same dust if we can regain trust then we will remain tough separation's a lie evolution's a lie don't believe in everything that you can see with your eyes and we're banging our drums because the time has now come let's take a stand for what is right until we have won let's take a stand for what is right until we have won
0: (laughs) beautiful brother. Yeah. Thank you so much, man. That was
1: amazing. Welcome, man. I appreciate it. And that
0: it. one is that one um recorded, mastered, and everything, or that's a new verse that you made.
1: Uh the last verse is in a uh, album called Rainbow Warriors. Okay. Um yeah, Ascension 777 is the latest one. It kind of yes. looks like this background and it's got the light warrior anthem, is the one I'd recommend starting with.
0: Nice. When did you start? When did you release your first actual hip hop album?
1: Uh first album, I would say um six, seven years ago. Okay. Yeah. I'm terrible with timelines. What, what about, you? like, what about you?
0: Well, I've been doing spoken word and rapping. Yeah. I'm a freestyle rapper for the most okay. part. Right. So nice. I have been I would like in college be like freestyling for like two hours straight at a party. That was like the wow, entertainment, you know, two hours. dude, I got like videos of me just like a, a few weeks ago, 30 minute freestyles. And um, so, but I love writing and spoken word about extraterrestrials, black holes. I love to put, whole lectures in the form of spoken Which word me. pieces Beautiful. and i've been writing to uh, beats for so long so i never it was always an if then statement for me like w- once i do this then i will do music you know okay and and then and then covid hit and i was like yeah. all right dude i'm just immersing myself 100 into music right now so yeah. now i'm coming up with my first album but Beautiful, it's been bro. it's like a long time coming you know
1: I can't wait to hear it and it serves such a beautiful purpose and it's it heals and it helps people in a way that this other work that we're doing, you know, helps it in a different way, right? It gets into the soul, it gets into the heart.
0: It's the frequency. We just, it's the vibration of it. Like even if you don't hear all the words, you hear the intention behind it, right? Mm -hmm. And I've been to like thousands and plus open mics. I've been to open mics that like grimy bars in like dive bars in england in like back alley of london doing yeah. like doing like poetry to people that had no idea what i was talking about but i would always get like they felt the vibration of what i, I was saying it. you yeah. know yeah mm-hmm. the bro
1: i, I want to commend you on that because i remember it was the hardest thing to ever do is to pour your heart and soul into a crowd that are all yeah. drinking and smoking dude <laughs> yeah. Yeah. that's, oh, dude,
0: it, I I probably did 600 open mics before I was at a conscious open mic where people okay. understood what I was saying. And wow. I remember, I remember saying like, it feels good to be around people that actually understand what I'm
1: saying. Yeah. For a change. <laughs> yeah,
0: yeah. Yeah. So dude, I, w- I would love to like, um, you know, we could have a whole interview just on the parallels between the two of us and go into those. Cause like oh, so much of what you're saying is kind of mind blowing actually. And so I do feel there's this definitely a synchronistic connection. I actually wanted Like to have another, like to connect to other men that are on the same mission as me and have deep connections with them. And I really feel that we're just at the beginning phases of that. And um, there's so many different things we can do together from music to our overall mission, which is like creating this, this reality where we can all like, you know, shift into this higher octave of existence
1: yeah brother totally i mean music is easy a a poem a collab poem is easy i'll send you some rap tracks when i have the beats and the ideas ready and uh, in terms of um the other stuff that you're doing it just came to me today how it would be really cool to have a summit that's just very anchored (laughs) into what we're doing right now so it's like community building homes tiny Mm -hmm. homes alternative energy like just basically if we are to create the new earth who are the experts who can talk on all the things needed to build that new earth, like unschooling or homeschooling, not homeschooling, The one, like all these things that are outside of the system. What yeah. are all the, who are the experts? And imagine a summit where uh, it's all the experts in that field for that specific um, mission and vision. That's
0: beautiful. And I would love to create that with you. Cool, you brother. Know, like we'll have a conversation about that. Let's talk. For sure. Well, Tariq, bro, I love you so much, man. It's been great. Um, Go ahead and let everybody know where they can find you. You have a YouTube, a website, Instagram. So go ahead and listen.
1: Thank you, brother. It's been such a pleasure and honor. uh, When I meet someone like you that feels like a soul resonance, I go, it's great to reconnect. Um, And I just want to conclude with a prayer and I'll definitely share that. So very simple. Imagine Source, God, Universe connecting to us. This is infinite intelligence. It's infinite power. It's infinitely healing. It knows us better than we know ourselves. And you give it permission now to activate an infinity healing or a healing to allow it, source God universe, to connect to us and to do infinite things for us so we can be our infinite selves, exercising and owning our infinite freedom, empowerment, and sovereignty, and to show all parts of ourselves that it's safe to do that and all the great things that will happen when we do that. If you'd like that, just say yes. And imagine this powerful energy wanting to come in. You can breathe it in. And now allow this infinite intelligence to clear the belief systems, the fears, the emotions, the root traumas that are in the way of us being infinitely free, empowered, and sovereign on all levels to be who we're here to be and do what we're here to do. Thank you. Thank you. Thank you. Amen. So it is beautiful brother uh, yeah guys if you resonate with the work that I do I'm here to be of service every podcast every like we do weekly podcasts we do I uh, do I have a summit on you wealth revolution end of this month where we help people heal traumas I've got over 10 healing programs I've created all the music that I have has healing in it uh, every weekly YouTube video that I have has healing in it so if you want to evolve and remember who you are and clear your traumas and step into who you're here to be and do that's my mission and uh, you can get any of that through Tarek Bibi. So T-A-R-E-K and last name is B-I-B-I. If you go there, if you go to TarekBibi.com, we've got an abundance manifestation and B3 and an intuitive activation. We wrap remix John Lennon's Imagine and I added mm. a few rap verses to it and we did a uh, third eye activation for it. Uh, so that's a good place. And then on all social media, it's Bibi for the healing work and abundance mentoring. And then for the music, it's all under Indigo Profit. Love you guys. I appreciate you. Keep shining, keep thriving, doing what you love. And uh, thank you, Neil, for the opportunity to connect, to collab and to uh, share. My pleasure, brother. Thank you so
0: much, Tarek. Thank you once again. You're amazing. And um, everybody who's tuning in right now, tuning in in the future, look forward to seeing Tarek quite a lot. You know, I've already I get a download of like 10-year plans, you know.
1: Yeah. <laughs> <laughs> Guys, so I look in your calendars 10 years from now, we're going to have a show. Well, the dude, we'll, we'll,
0: we'll be building a town hall and an intentional community in 10 years.
1: <laughs> yes. <together. laughs> yes. Teleporting Something to different ways. different planets and Oh, dude.
0: I've always felt like it's my role to create like some sort of landing dock or like teleportation mm. dock, dude. So so needed. A lot of things going to happen. Well, thank you yes. Tariq. I appreciate you, brother. Pleasure, brother. Have a beautiful rest of the day. I'll be in touch Thank you. Thanks, brother. Take care, man.
1: Thanks.
0: All right, everybody. Thank you so much for tuning in to the Portal to Ascension show. That was Tarek Bibi. You're going to see him more often, hopefully. And we're going to create a lot together. Just want to say I appreciate you all and love you all so much. Uh, I'm going to show you really quick just a couple of events before we close up for today. Firstly, I want to um, announce the Maya Civilization Conference. At Portal to Ascension, what we're doing right now is I've started going even deeper into specific topics, and we've started something called the Ancient Civilization Conference Series every single month, starting October, going for a whole 12 months. So October to um, September of 2022, every single month we will have a uh, Conference on a different civilization. So just imagine 12 ancient civilizations over the next whole months, all day events around eight to 10 hours long each. The first one is the Maya civilization. Synchronistically, this is a, taking place about three weeks before I go to the Yucatan. And then I'm going to be going live on YouTube. So all of you checking us out on YouTube right now in November, you're going to see me live doing these shows, but I'll be at ancient sites giving you live tours because. They got great service over there in the Yucatan, a lot of these places. So I can go ahead and connect using the internet, um, using the my data plan on my phone. So that's going to be really exciting. But before I go there, we're doing a whole day conference. The panel will be streamed live for free on Portal to Ascension YouTube. But the live event you can sign up for under online events on portaltoascension.org. You get unlimited replay access as you do with all of our events. And just some of the speakers here. A lot of these individuals, we, Shariah, who's co-hosting it with me, we went through a lot of research to figure out who would be the right people for this. So many of these people, if not all of them, you may have never heard of before. And then myself, I'm going to be doing a presentation on a practical journey through the Maya empire, a practical journey through the Maya empire. So I'm going to show you structures, architecture, ancient history, migration routes, uh, and then connect that all to the spirituality. But it's going to be all day event, extremely it's extremely, extremely interesting, and it's going to go into not only just like physical information about their existence and questions straight from Maya descendants, but into the spiritual connection. What did they know? What were the cycles of time? What did they know about the their calendar and what did it represent uh, in regards to the end of their calendar and ascension to a new world? So, really going deep into that. And then the other event I'm going to announce one more time is the Portal to Ascension Conference, October 1st to 4th, 2021. In the last month, we got 1,118 new subscribers on our YouTube. That's pretty big for a whole month, and it's been growing really rapidly. So now the more subscribers we have, the more amazing live events that I'm going to put together. And this one is the fifth annual Portal to Ascension Conference And again, it's by free or donation. So you can sign up for free, get unlimited replay access, and join the Zoom room. Or you can subscribe and click the notification bell on YouTube so that you can get informed when we're going to go live for that event. And it's going to be around 10 hours a day. Incredible speakers. I'm not going to announce the speakers again. I'm just going to briefly browse through them right here. Such a full circle amount of awareness. And music and Sound Healings. The four panels are the Ancient History panel, the Ascension panel, the Experiencer panel, and the ET Disclosure panel. And we will have some amazing people for each of those panels after the full day. So go ahead, check it out. That's it for that. portal online events. And here is the trailer for that event. We'll close out with this trailer right here. Here we go. So, again, portal or subscribe on YouTube. Um, just excited to share it with you all. We're going to have a lot of fun. It's going to be a great journey together. Um, I know I wanted to say one more thing, and I forgot it, but now I just remembered it. The Not only are we doing all these events, you know, hundreds of events happening all the time, but now I'm making a recommitment to the YouTube channel to go live every single week, hopefully on Tuesday. But for the next two weeks leading up to the conference, we also have a conference coming up with Laura Eisenhower, And a few, uh, the Starseed Summit coming up with the Wish Alliance, all within like a month and a half or even actually less than that. Yeah, a month and a week or so, three major conferences are going to occur, four major conferences, including the Maya Conference. So I'm making a recommitment right now to to be doing this YouTube show next week, Tuesday, 3 3 p.m., I believe, Pacific time, I'll be live here with Laura Eisenhower and Agi Nost, and we're going to be talking about the conference we're putting on together and discussing different tools, going further into tools and modalities we can utilize to help empower ourselves in these times and forever. So hope to see you guys then. One more time. Love you all. Thank you so much for being with me. Have a beautiful rest of your day. I'll see you soon. Bye-bye.